met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read. Which yet survives stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works and mighty in despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The load and level sands stretch far away. So if, if you hear either of us throw up, that's because we just ate really fast. <laughs> it's not because the show disgusted us. It can't do that. Oh, I'd be okay. Some good sound effects. <laughs> it would be sound like Dr. Bill. <laughs> there are a few things that made me a little ill about these episodes, so let's get into it and we'll be sick together. Alrighty. <laughs> So hi, welcome to the Fear of the Walking Dead cast, and we are doing the season three finale, episodes 15 and 16, and 15 is called Things Bad Begun. Joined by the regular crew of survivors here, Mike Zumo, Beth and Brian Hughes. Hello all. Hola. Hello. 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 Como esta usted? Hola. Or something like that? Bien, bien, uh, usted? Hello. Bueno, bueno. Hello. <laughs> And unfortunately, <laughs> nice. we lost a, a couple of Spanish speakers this week. We'll get into that. Uh, and uh, we got biker gangs and, and damn, damn fun and, and all kinds of weird stuff going on. Christmas. Got a Christmas episode coming up soon. Uh, that might have been the creepiest thing this show has ever that, done. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but we got a little ways to go to get there, so let's do things bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> So I was fast forwarding and, you know, to get past the commercials and I was checking it out and, and I just went so far past what I was supposed to because I was like, who in the fuck expected it to be a Christmas episode? I, how in the hell am I supposed to know? I know. It looked like a freaking, you know, an ad for a Lifetime movie or something there for a minute. It really <laughs> did. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I went horribly wrong, but we'll get into that. Doesn't it always? <laughs> so we're at the dam and uh, Nick, well, actually we're at the... Uh, the the uh, trading post still Nick is slaughtering infected in the streets and collecting their heads in a shopping cart, confirming that it is not pigs that they are getting the brain stems from, because uh, he sells the heads to the drug tender, who removes the locus cerulius glands from each head to sell to the proctors, and when we learn that uh, they have to be fresh, freshly dead. Uh, On, only really mostly good dead stuff. Only mostly dead to get the really good. We recently dead good glands. Yeah, and he actually offers uh, Nick more, you know. But Nick's just like, nah, it's uh, not my thing, you know. And it got a little weird the other night, and I'll just I'll just make money off of him. I'll keep bringing you heads. So the proctors ingested the uh, harvested organs to help them fight longer and harder. We learned so they're all out there on good uh, adrenal gland highs and he mentions that the proctors are gearing up for something big 
And Troy sees the proctors mobilizing and uh, asks some of the men what's happening. And apparently they just tell him because he tracks down Nick at the bar and tells him that Madison is in trouble and that they're planning an assault on the dam. Strand joins Madison at the dam and tries to comfort her about Alicia and Nick's departures. And she daydreams about her vision for the future. She thought she'd have at the ranch, grandkids and, and happy Christmases and all that stuff. And he offers her some scotch. And Alicia and Diana drive to the trading post to sell infected body uh, parts. Diana keeps harping on Alicia about selling her hair, and Alicia's like, yeah, no, thanks anyway. Uh, Diana does make uh, an actually good point, though. She she does talk to Alicia about the the pragmatism of having long hair, and it makes you a little easier for zombies to grab you, um, which does make sense. So keep it high and tight is, is probably your best bet in the apocalypse. Probably. You know, a girl full furiosa and have no hair at all. I know. <laughs> Mad Max. Uh, Diana keeps harping. Oh, I already did that. Uh, suddenly, bandits crash into their car. Uh, one of many oh shit moments that I yelled out in my living room was when the <laughs> car hit him. That uh, one that one actually get zinged Beth so hard, <laughs> she, she hurt herself. Oh, no. Yes. I- I really did because, you know, I just recently had surgery, so I jumped and got really tight, and I was like, oh, my God, pause it, pause it, pause it. It it, it was the Covenant all over again. Years ago when we watched the movie The Covenant, there was this really vicious car accident that was such a surprise. It actually gave her a migraine the way that it happened. So, well, they did, so, uh, didn't they do another good one with uh, Chris and his lads uh, that was really unexpected in, in last season when they killed off our buddy Chris? And, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this one was just really, really super surprised, super vicious. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Super quick, too. And yeah, bunch, it really was. A bunch of bandits who try to steal their goods, and, and they picked on the wrong two women to do that, apparently, because Alicia and Diana pretty much... Fairly kicked their asses fairly well, and Alicia yep. breaks out the rifle and fires in the air, but Diana has took a nasty shot, too, uh, with a, got herself a nice compound fracture. Walker uh, gives Ophelia's rosary to Daniel in kind of a sweet scene, and they both express a desire to, to know what happened in the final hours at the ranch. Uh, Daniel's obviously sniffing around for some information. Madison and uh, Strand drink heavily together. You know, that never ends well, but uh, no. nothing really happened this time. Well, it went better this time than it did at the hotel. Much, yes. Uh, sort of. Uh, Strand is being very friendly, and he's he's about to do some not friendly things. Maddie tells him that you have two choices in life. You can be lonely or irritated, and they, they debate those points a touch. Strand tells Madison that he's never killed a living person and asks Madison if she has, and she's like, yeah, where you been? Uh, all kinds of them at this point. Mm-hmm. And, Madison, and some of them before the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Madison says that it's just a matter of time for him. He'll have to do it eventually. Now, Daniel shows up and informs Madison that Nick has arrived at the dam. And Nick and Troy relay what they have learned at the bazaar to uh, Madison Strand, Daniel, Lola, and Efrain. And the proctors are planning to raid the dam. Now, Efrain... Of course, is like, free the water, let the people have the water, and proposes uh, using the C4 explosives to blow up the dam and release it. Um, but Daniel's like, yeah, we'll use that last resort, Efren, good thought, but that's not our first move. You know, we'll defend, and, and Strand's all like, oh yeah, we can we can survive a, a siege at this place if no one just unlocks the door for him. Yeah, you know. 
<sighs> you know, and I have to say, throughout all this, your friend has really been the most accommodating through all this when he truly believed in something so much. I expected him to yeah. rebel anywhere in this season to have done something about how he felt. Yeah, I, I, th- and, I thought we'd see that too. Um, I'm a little upset that we didn't get more of him because he was a, he's a great character when they introduced him and uh, it was they did, just didn't have enough for him to do later on except basically stand around and be like, free the water. Uh, so. Yeah, they after the real uh, getting the shit beat out of him, you think they would have given him more lines? I, know. <laughs> I, I, I think there was. I think there was a lot of lot of him left on the cutting room floor simply yeah. because yeah. these episodes were so compressed. You yeah. know, there was so much in them. Daniel suggests they post guards at the entryways and and use the explosives as the final bargaining chip. Of course. Uh, Strand of then urges Madison to leave with Nick, uh, but Madison insists on staying to help, and Troy volunteers to help set the explosives. And, uh, you know, the, the confrontation you were, were hoping for, not exactly the confrontation, but we finally got Troy and, and Daniel in the same room, and Daniel was pretty much having enough of him, not, none of him. <laughs> he was just like, you know, what's college boy here? You know, why's he got so many good ideas? And, you know, uh, the guy who speaks a little Spanish is, is telling us all what to do here. You're, you're English, you know, you're, you're Caucasian splaining to us guy, you know, get off. It's our damn. Um, and Nick insists Madison leaves the dam before the proctors show up. She admonishes Nick for using, a, uh, for using drugs again and orders him to eat some food. Kind of because that's the most important thing right now when the enemy is coming. <laughs> right. Well, you know, <laughs> sit she, down, she, have a meal. She knows her son that if he's, you know, using heavy drugs, he probably isn't, going for the nutrition much yeah. you know and I was like why in the hell is she trying to make him eat food it's not fucking beer it, right. not gonna make him sober yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the uh, we haven't seen anybody really eat at the dam at all I'm not sure there even is food plenty of water but I haven't seen a lot of food well there was food when Dante was uh, right was yeah the big cafeteria scene but uh, apparently that's just not they don't do the communal dining anymore I guess well, Walker and Crazy Dog pack their bags, and uh, he informs Madison that they're headed north to search for members of their tribe, and uh, Madison shakes their hands. In other words, deuces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're a nice little parting scene, I guess. It's like, you know. No, that pissed me off. That was just like, you know, we're going to ride the gravy train till we don't like it, then we're out of here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, but now, now I, I like what you know, what follows, but, you know, at, at that point, I was like, now that is just crappy. Yeah, I, I don't know, he didn't really owe, Madison fucked him over a couple times, so, I mean, he didn't really owe her a lot of loyalty, in my opinion, so I, I, I definitely, and Ophelia was gone, so there wasn't really much. There was, no, there was nothing holding him there. Or, or Crazy Dog, for that matter, and like, you know what, well, we're, we're ditching you crazy white people, because you really nothing but trouble. <laughs> You see, I didn't see it anything like the way Brian saw it. I saw it as, you know, uh, the end, they just wanted to go look for their tribe, basically. Yeah. Go find yeah. their own people. That's what they do. You know, they, they congregate together. They take care of each other, just like the Mexicans are doing at the dam. Yeah. So, Walker was you the know, leader, man, and he owes it to his people to try to find him if he can. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's how I felt. I thought it was a nice, you know, it's like I've been honor walking the roads with you, Madison Clark. And, right. You know. 
Hmm. But I'm getting out of here before you get me killed. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I see where this is going. So Alicia stands by Diana's side as Dr. Eddie sets her cast, her leg in a cast. Where did she find a doctor? I just, I don't know. Uh, that, 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 the cutting room floor once again. <laughs> they just I mean, I mean, there's no here. Google, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I just went, I mean, they were all back at it the It was bazaar, Diana so. who knew. It was Diana who knew the people from, you know, congregating around the area and yeah. getting to know the people. She knew where to go. Yeah. I guess it just it, that that was kind of skipped. You know, they, they didn't mention anything about. It. They just boom, she's at the doctor. Yeah. So Eddie commends Alicia's medical skills and asks for her assistance in an upcoming surgery. And she's like, um, "Once again, I have no skills. This is just kind of a happy accident here. I did some volunteering at a hospital, but uh, probably don't want me helping with the surgery." <laughs> So Nick forces Strand to confess that he uh, made a deal with Proctor John to facilitate takeover of the dam in exchange for a role as steward of the dam of Visory, he says. You know, he'll be like king of the dam, dam. Uh, Strand explains that Proctor John ac- uh, agreed to spare Madison and Nick as part of the deal, but worries that once Daniel and Lola resist the attack, the deal will non- no longer be honored by the Proctors. And Again, I don't know why Strand thought there would be no resistance to these guys just marching up and being like, let us in. But, I mean, he was obviously going to, like, open a gate or something for him and let him come in and slaughter everyone. So, not the biggest Victor Strand fan uh, in this episode. No. Uh, but he's he, true to Victor Strand. Pretty much, um, yeah. This is what Strand does. Yeah, we, we, we all pretty much called it that he was throwing him under the bus somehow. And here's the second time I yelled, oh, shit, in the middle of my empty living room, because Daniel summons Nick to talk, and he's, he's very nice and friendly at first, and asks him details on Ophelia and demands to know how the Horde found the ranch. And Nick insists that he and Troy, you know, tried to redirect the infected after spotting them, and they just showed up. And Nick senses Daniel's lying and locks the door to the room. Yikes. And, yeah, literally, I'm just like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's more like, I smell bullshit. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just love Ruben Blades, the way he plays I it on his too. face. Yeah. When, he, when he does, he just got this look on his face like, come on, dude. The same way you, what he did with Maddie in the last words in the last episode. Just like, you want to try again? <laughs> or this is going to get ugly. Yep. <laughs> So Madison and Troy start setting up the explosives under the dam. Madison thanks Troy for looking after Nick, and Troy and he talks about their wild night. Um, Troy switches on the receiver and hands it to Madison, but not before getting some creepy hand touching in, uh, which just made me shiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he asks Madison if they're good, and she says they are, as soon as you hand me that detonator at least, and a hammer. <laughs> Daniel interrogates Nick and again demands to know who led the horde to the ranch. Nick covers for Troy. Daniel isn't buying it. Every herd needs a shepherd. And Daniel looks like he's about to break out the torture toolkit. But not yet. Eddie introduces Alicia to Proctor John, who is bound to a wheelchair. And uh, he details his plan to expand his drug empire. Basically, they're a Southern California motorcycle club. that It's, it's Sons of Anarchy. And I guess this guy was in Sons of Anarchy, so... Basically, if Sons of Anarchy was in the apocalypse, 
This is what's this, left this of them. And, yeah, and this is what they're doing. So it all ties together. Even though that was had, had we seen him before? Not he was, uh, he was in, he's on Deadwood. No, I'm talking in, about in this show. No, no, I mean they okay. talked about him, you know, but I don't think we. Ever but this is the first time we're seeing him directly. Met him, no. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. This is also a mistake for the big bad to just kind of show up in one of the last two episodes and us not really to know anything about him, but whatever. Well, you know what? I think less is less was definitely more. Mm. Like I like I said on Facebook, he he scared me a hell of a lot more than Negan does. Yeah, yeah, He's just as ruthless, that's for sure. Um, he doesn't bother with things like baseball bats. So he just has people shoot you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he details his plan to expand, uh, but explains that the growth on his spine, which causes paralysis, has hindered his plans. So he orders Alicia to assist Eddie, who will be operating to remove the growth. And he warns her that his brothers will execute everyone in the room if the surgery fails. That is some incentive. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, even though <laughs> you know things like surgery is not completely in your control and Alicia really shouldn't be punished for just handing scalpels to a guy but whatever uh, that's how this guy rolls Daniel continues to interrogate Nick I don't think I don't really see the value of uh, you know killing the one doctor you have if you know just if the surgery isn't a complete success but again to each their own <laughs> well, maybe he's got another doctor somewhere else it's about reputation Daniel continues to interrogate Nick. Nick finally says that it was Jake that led the herd to the ranch after learning that Nick killed his father. Daniel you releases, didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, Daniel releases Nick, though it seems pretty obvious. I think that he doesn't believe him. Eddie begins the surgery and slices into Proctor John's back, and Alicia distracts him by holding his hand and asking about his family. Proctor John screams, as you would, but he gets through it. And he's obviously also already has like a creepy attraction to Alicia. We we get the feeling that things won't go well for her if she sticks around. Not a surprise. Well, I mean, you know, Lolo is queen queen of the dam. You know, Alicia's basically turning out to be queen of the desert. So far, because she's the only one been able to keep her hair bouncy and light through the <laughs> zombie apocalypse. So, commodity. yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, did you recognize the doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I don't remember the actor's name, but I've seen him in it, tons of things. Yeah, yeah, James James Legros, and and yeah. he's you know from Ally McBeal. He was on Night Rider. Uh, I, I mean, he's been in a ton of things. He, he I, was in a, the, one of the funniest episodes of Friends, where he wrote. Erotic novels for children. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They're wildly unpopular, as he said. <laughs> and he basically he had no uh, inner monologue. He just said everything that was on his mind. <laughs> I like that you keep bringing up Friends, because it just reinforces my resolve to never, ever watch it. Um, <laughs> just that's weird. Oh, big plane, very close, going overhead. All right, let's make sure we survive that. Speaking of planes... Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, and I thought he was looking good for his age because he's been a character actor like forever, man. He should yeah. be, you know, pushing maybe sixty, and I don't know, but he looks pretty. Uh, good. he's he's about four. He's fifty five. Really? Okay. Yeah, uh, he's done a lot of movie work too. I can't think yeah. of anything off the top of my head, but drugstore cowboy. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's one of those character actor faces that you always recognize. Yeah. So Daniel notices the damn water is pumping in the wrong damn direction. 
and Strand assures him that Lola has it under control. And, you know, that's just crazy talk. I'm sure Lola has everything going right. Of course. Uh, and Nick tells Madison and Troy uh, that Strand uh, sold them out to the Proctors, and uh, Madison insists on warning Daniel and Lola, but Nick says that Daniel will try to kill Troy if he sees him, and Madison's like, why? And uh, Troy admits that he led the horde to the ranch. Madison is not impressed and fatally bashes his head with a hammer. And she takes the detonator and oh shit exclamation. We don't oh, know that he's dead. He's I, he dead. should be dead. He should be dead. He had brains leaking out but the side of his head. Yeah, and robbing us all of, of the confrontation <laughs> with Daniel. Thanks, yeah. Maddie. I was like, oh shit, she finally did it. Yeah, that was that was oh shit number three of the evening for me. <laughs> she didn't even think about it. She just whacked him the side yep. of the head and down he went. I like the way that they did it, though. I really do. You know, all the times she's given him, and she's like, fuck it in their head. I, was, I felt pissed that she robbed Daniel of, of the opportunity, though. I was actually yeah. a little mad at Maddie for, for not just serving him up to Daniel. She could have kept her hands nice and clean and just delivered him to the, to the Maddie but she to do just, it. she didn't know at first, right? Yeah, and then no. he spilled his beans, and she just loses her cool. Yeah. She's just like, I'm oh fucking over it. I'm yeah, over it. She even mentioned Travis, so that was nice of her to remember. Because <laughs> there's yeah. been a lot of evidence lately that she did remember Travis. But <laughs> So Eddie finishes the surgery, and Alicia obviously breathes a sigh of relief when Proctor John demonstrates finally that he has movement in his toes, and of course I flash back to Kill Bill, like wiggle your little toe, or wiggle your big toe. <laughs> Soldier informs Proctor John that his men are about to enter the tunnel, and Proctor John orders Alicia to join his crew. Daniel and Lola rush to the pump room to determine why the damn water is flowing the wrong way. Strand holds them at gunpoint and reveals his deal with the Proctors, and Daniel lunges at Strand and gets shot in the chin while trying to grab the gun, and Lola helps Daniel to his feet. That was oh shit number four. And, and yeah, a I, lot for of a minute cursing. there, I thought that was it for Daniel. Yeah. Okay, can I just say I really hated this moment. Not because yeah. Daniel got shot, but because they made him look like a wounded animal. And, and you know, even if Daniel just got shot the way that he played it, you know, the Daniel I know would have got up and whipped his motherfucking ass. Yeah, I'm a little pissed that they they wrote him a little stupid. I don't, you know, I yeah. don't see Daniel completely relying on the whole. Oh, you're not going to shoot me. You've never killed anybody. I think Daniel should have just fucking popped him. But that, that was a very Tyler Durden shot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was nasty. Translation: extremely lucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was that's Kenya, though, man. The motherfucker's immortal, as he said mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it may mm -hmm. be true. The Proctors infiltrate the dam through the unguarded tunnels, and Daniel's men ambush the Proctors a bit. Gunfire breaks out, killing their friend. Uh, Proctor brother confronts Strand about the ambush, and Strand assures him that Lola and Daniel are dead. <laughs> okay. Still writing checks your... your Mouth can't fucking cash there. I kept, I kept, you know, you know. Earlier we did that little Princess Bride thing, um, you know, with, with Proctor John, and now here when when he did that, I could hear Carol Kane screaming, "Liar, liar!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so Strand brings Madison and Nick to a remote room and promises to try to keep them safe. He takes a detonator, locks their door, and leaves. That's the end of that episode. So, episode 16, titled Sleigh Ride. Uh, in a fantasy, uh, Madison cooks a Christmas turkey in Otto's house. She sees a truck approaching the house. Madison steps outside and joins Nick and Luciana, who's back briefly, in a fantasy at least. In a cemetery, Luciana holds a baby in her arms, which may or may not be a walker baby. And Madison sees <laughs> doesn't seem to be really crying so much as like... Yeah. <laughs> and Madison sees Alicia's name on a grave, and I start weeping immediately, And even <laughs> if it's just a fantasy. And she tries to follow Nick and Luciana, but they ignore her and drive off. As well they should, even mm-hmm. in a fantasy. Yeah. In reality, Proctor John rides a Zodiac towards the dam with Alicia and his men. They see bodies floating in the water, and Strand greets them at the dock and exchanges quick glances with Alicia. And John's like, the fuck, dude? There was supposed to be, like, no resistance here. And he's like, mea culpa. It's not my fault. Um, Not realizing that he doesn't really... He's dealing with someone who doesn't really give a fuck if it's your fault or not. Right, no, I'll kill him just the same. (laughs) Yeah. Strander uh, quietly assures Alicia that Madison and Nick are alive and in hiding, and he vows to help them escape if she agrees to work with him. I don't know why anyone would agree to work with Strand at this point at all. But... <laughs> no. In the well, locked she's room, she's desperate. Yeah. In the locked room, uh, Nick criticizes Madison for killing Troy. Uh, he accuses of her secretly wishing that he had died during the darker days of his addiction. Madison says, that's crazy talk. I would never want you dead. And he's like, yeah, but you fucking kill me if you need to, won't you, Ma? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, pfft, silly boy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was all over her, it was all over her face. Yeah, she would. Yeah, I think Nick pretty much knows by now. Probably why. Yeah, because she gave him that look like, I love you, but don't make me. Don't make me Exactly. See what you made me do as she's bashing his head in with a hammer? (laughs) Someone knocks on the door and gunfire erupts outside. Uh, Lola pries pressure to uh, Daniel's gunshot wound and marvels that he's still alive. She leaves him in an underground room while she goes to find Efren. Alicia changes John's surgery dressing, and he asks how she knows Strand, and she admits that Strand helped her family escape L.A., and, uh, and that Strand and her mother are friends. And she asks John to spare medicine. He agrees on the condition that Alicia comes to Houston with him, uh, with him and his crew on his little boat. Not his little boat, he's got a bigger boat. Maybe, yeah, it's definitely not the Abigail, anyway. But that would have been cool. <laughs> Strand checks in on Madison and Nick. Madison holds him at gunpoint, but releases him when he reveals that Alicia is at the dam with John. Uh, he instructs Madison and Nick to change into worker uniforms so he can sneak them out. And he admits that he shot Daniel, but didn't kill him. Without other options, Madison and Nick reluctantly acquiesce to his plan. I'm just at this point. I'm just wishing for Victor's death in any way possible, and I, I wish Maddie had taken him out, but. I actually thought that they were going to kill him. I really did. Yeah. Oh, someone should by now. Yes, hopefully. Um, maybe maybe the upcoming event did, but I doubt it. Mm. Lola finds Efren dead in her office and cries, and she sees Strand on a security camera feed and strides out of the office with a gun. You know, Beth noticed something about Efren's death, mm. and had a couple others. You want to talk about that? Yeah, go ahead, Beth. Yeah, um, I got to say, it annoyed the hell out of me because in, in Efrain's death and um, 
another person uh, Lola, that Lola. I saw, uh, they actually had them laid out like Christ. Oh, I didn't even notice that, really. Yeah, and then uh, the way that he had the blood on his head, blood on his hands, I was really pissed because, you know, they always try to give the the angle of Jesus and all that, and I really get why they would have done that with Ephraim because he was more Christ-like, you know, yeah. than anyone, but they did it again with Lola, and when she when got she, shot, when she got shot, she throws her hands out, and you'll see her hands are laid out, and she makes a cross, the sign of the cross, when she and, goes down. She also tilted her head uh, to the side, like to the yeah. side, yeah. yeah. And and Ephraim's <laughs> uh, head was also tilted to the side. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, normally it wouldn't make me mad, but I'm like, come on, you know, just because it's in Mexico and you have the whole Mexico, Mexican theme, doesn't mean you have to do this particular thing. It just beating us over the head with the uh, religious symbology. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it was already bad that they died, but then they threw this in and I was I was pretty like I was over it. It really did upset me. I was like, "This is bullshit." Uh, this especially is just since bullshit. The, their sacrifice didn't really save a goddamn person, so you can't really use exactly. the, the Christ analogy in that one. If they'd like saved a whole shitload of people, yeah, go for it. But uh, right, yeah. <laughs> excellent point. Man. So Strand walks Madison and Nick across a bridge on the top of the dam. Uh, John's men kill all his guards and throw them over the bridge. And Strand tells John's men that their boss asked him to kill uh, Madison and Nick personally so he can get him past there. And the escape is short-lived, though, as Lola attacks the group and guns down several of John's men. But John shoots her dead and discovers Strand trying to smuggle Madison and Nick. Meanwhile, Daniel wakes up in the underground room. Uh, Alicia reunites with Madison. One of John's men recognizes Nick from the trading post and reveals that he was with another man, and they were asking around. And John decides to kill Nick, who he deems untrustworthy, but he then must therefore also kill Madison and Alicia, knowing that they'll seek revenge for Nick's murder. So just this dude's just totally ruthless. So, resigned to their fate, basically, Madison, Nick, and Alicia walk across the dam bridge together, and Nick hugs, Nick hugs Strand goodbye, then gets in position for his execution, and then Strand tries to play his last card, but uh, tells that John the dam's rigged, and he reaches in his pocket to pull out the detonator, but oops, mm-hmm. uh, comes up empty, and Nick reveals that he did a little pickpocketing, and uh, yeah, so Strand's like, oh shit. And in the Christmas fantasy, we go back. Madison serves turkey to Daniel, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Otto, Troy, Jake, Coop, and Walker. We're all dressed up. Beautiful family dinner. Yeah. Strand arrives with a stack of presents. Uh, Madison removes the lid off the turkey platter, and it's Otto's head. So Yeah, I'm not eating that turkey. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, what's the significance of those men being, at the ta- being the ones at the table, though? I don't know. Well, yeah, most, most of them are dead, I, but yeah, no, not well, all. Are I dead. really was yeah. curious because her kids weren't there. Yeah. They were all the men there. You know, I kind of took it Travis like she sees there. her. She trees. She she, she sees herself as one of the head of being amongst the men. Yeah, no yeah. other woman is equal compared to her 
when it comes to being in the same room with all these men. Right. Mm-hmm. And bullshit. I, I, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Alicia's ten Maddies, at least. Uh, so Strand arrives, yeah, stack of presents, we see Otto's head, and Walker suddenly chops off Jake's arm and all hell starts breaking loose. Blood covers the table, Strand leaves the party, and Madison follows um, and follows him outside to find the cemetery. Back at the dam, Nick threatens to detonate the explosives unless John uh, allows Madison, Alicia, and Strand to escape. When the fuck did you save Strand, Nick? I know you're the good guy, but for fuck's sake, just let that <laughs> asshole die. Uh, and was that jet from at the end of Madison's little fantasy? She looks up and sees a jet airplane, and like it almost looks like it's really happening on the dam too. Um, that the jet's going overhead. So I don't know if that's gonna mean something later. Um, well, wasn't like... it one or two flying off while three stayed straight? What do you mean? What? You know how in the military when two die. Or one dies. Oh, yeah, missing man formation. Right. Yes, and and I think that that's what it was. Oh, I only noticed one jet though. So maybe. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I have to go back. One, and... Was it one jet? I thought I seen several jets. I only thought I. Yeah, saw now one. I have to go back and look. <laughs> are you taking your pain meds? Were you or are you on uh, some some glands that night, Beth? While you're watching. <laughs> maybe Hell yeah. Double. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, baby, <laughs> I, I could have been. Who knows? Hell, <laughs> I could have been half asleep. <laughs> you that. I was having a fantasy, <laughs> <laughs> like Maddie. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I'll go back and look. <laughs> I just oh, watched it, and my. it got me questioning my own eyes. And that's, and, you know, that's something that's always good for me to do because I don't trust him. So, yeah, Nick does his little threat. Uh, Alicia urges Nick to come with them, but John points out that Nick cannot leave the detonator's range, and Nick calls the negotiations his suicide note. Right. And all of our hearts drop. And John agrees to his conditions. Strand, Madison, and Alicia run from the dam. Daniel's still alive. Uh, Text two of John's men. He does the old I'm wounded fake out like a fucking boss and just kicks ass and blasts him and double caps one guy. Uh, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, he kicks a lot of ass while missing half of his face. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, 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 he is immortal, hopefully. Strand, Madison, and Alicia reach the Zodiac and launch into the water. Meanwhile, John tries to convince Nick to join him, but uh, Nick refuses. Um, and the Zodiac motor dies. John realizes that Nick cannot detonate until his family is uh, way out of range of the explosion and the impending flood. And his men close in a bit. And uh, Daniel finds Lola's body on the bridge. He puts Ophelia's rosary in Lola's hand and strides forward. Strand, Madison, and Alicia fix the motor and power ahead. And as the proctors close in on Nick, another oh shit as uh, Walker and Crazy Dog are taking snipe shots at John's men from a distance. I don't know why he didn't just fucking do all of them. I mean, he he pretty much probably could have killed everybody on that dam from where they well, were. As, as we found out before, they left all the ammo and stuff behind. Mm. Right. They were they were almost out of out of everything. Yeah. But you know the thing is, if I had been Nick in that moment when the first guy's head went, I would have just pointed at someone 
you know, if anything, just to sit there and see if you can affect something. Right. Because that's going to tell everybody you got power. Yeah. And well, at that I mean, point, they're all back away. The other thing that, uh, that I really John and been like that guy. Yeah. Is that if they were going to do this right, they should have had the detonator be a dead man switch because all they had to do is blow Nick in the head and that would have been it. Yeah. You know, he was, he wasn't going to hit that button, but you know, they're still playing, playing on the side of caution by not going after him. Yeah. 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 They didn't really know. I mean, I guess you could flick that as a, you know, as you're going down, but yeah, dead man switches is always, always the best way to go in those situations. So, uh, yeah, John uh, accuses Nick of bluffing and orders his men to kill Nick, and Walker and Crazy Dog take out a couple more of them, and then Daniel reaches the group and starts shooting, and Nick just flips the switch and detonates At that point. Of, that point. And Dan breaks apart as John and his men flee, and Walker and Crazy Dog watch Madison, Alicia, and Strand struggle to escape the current created by the imploding dam, and unable to do anything to save their friends, they decide to continue north as planned. And the water starts rushing. Daniel reaches Nick. They teeter on the dam bridge as water fills the valley. And back to the Christmas fantasy, Madison walks to the cemetery and stops at Otto's grave. And, and we get the end of Carrie. And Ann shoots out, <laughs> pulls her into the grave. And I'm cheering at this point. I'm hoping that it means she's dying in, in the icy water. And she is in the water. And... Uh, in the fantasy, Madison, or Travis briefly shows up to pull her out of the grave, but she slips back in, and which I thought hopefully meant that she was done, but it meant she actually survived. Uh, it was a great scene. The underwater stuff with her floating around was just some really awesome visuals in this, this episode. It can't be overstated how like cool this scene looked, despite the resolution of it. So Madison sinks underwater, then opens her eyes. Uh, she kicks to the surface and sees bodies all around her, swims to the riverbed and sees people flocking to the shore to fill containers with water released from the dam. And a little girl basically looks down on her. And uh, as far as we know, Madison's the only survivor of this whole mess. And that's how we ended it. And I'm, like, cursing my television at this point. Like, no. No, just no. <laughs> Maddie <laughs> is supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, in, in your fantasy, Maddie uh, did not come up for air. Mm -mm. She did not take the long swim. No. Yeah. Now, if you're one of those people that they came up to the water with a bucket, wouldn't you fill it all the way to the top? Because it's like, I, I, I don't know if it's just weak extras or whatever. They're going in, they're dipping a little bit, getting like, you know, half a gallon or whatever, and they got a five gallon jug and running away. You don't want to spill. No. Yeah, I don't want to spill. But it was just, <laughs> come on, fill that sucker up. You haven't had water in how long? <laughs> oh, man. It's the details that drive me nuts. <laughs> the little ones. I'll shut up now. Better well, right now. Uh, what I learned after this, which upset me and also made a lot of the episode make sense, was that uh, was it Scott Erickson, Eric Dickinson. What the fuck was the producer's name? Oh, I think it's Erickson, isn't it? I think Scott. Erickson, regardless. The producer that's not working on Three of the Walking Dead anymore um, left uh, after this season and I read some stories about plans that he had for for the crew, um, but that none of, I think that's why they ended this with an extreme cliffhanger. We don't know who's alive, we don't know who's dead, and it feels too much like the other show. <laughs> 
And the reason for that might be because now Scott Gimple is basically an executive producer and a couple of the, the writers from the other show are now taking over this one. Well, they probably thought that it wouldn't have made it that far and that the right. ratings would have never gotten that good. Yeah, I... I I don't know what to think about the whole situation. I'm I'm really actually not a fan of of Gimple taking over this show because I was I don't want to see it become like the other show, and I'm I'm not a fan of this whole crossover thing at all, really anymore. No, I never uh, never was. No. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I I I, I was kind of just it was a really good couple episodes, but I, I was disappointed with the resolution of it. I don't. Yeah, but we you know we got something out of this. We got a good villain in Proctor John. Yeah, yes. he's probably still alive. So I mean, he yeah, be I hope so. Down the road. Um, Look, if they if they didn't die on screen, they didn't die. Okay, that's just keep that in your mind. The only you know now they might kill Strand at the in the first episode of next season. You're just going to see him wrapped up in a bunch of stuff doing. Yeah, well, I probably, hope, you know, not. probably not. Probably not. Know, piranha or something would be nice too. Uh, you know, it, it's piranhas. possible. It's possible with the produ- producing <laughs> changes that you might get some cast members to just say, "I'm out of here." Right. And if that's I, I the think case, that's why they put everything into like a holding pattern. Uh, it felt a little cheap, but I understand why they had to do it because I said. Um, the, the producer that's departing probably, you know, he did have lots of plans and that's pretty much, you know, flushed on the toilet at this point. They don't have to honor any of that. So, um, so going forward, I said my, my wish list is when well, my wish list was that Maddie would meet her demise, but apparently she's going to be the ultimate immortal one. Um, and I don't know. I still, I still have my, prediction that she might end up becoming alpha of, of the whispers but it sounds almost like they're gonna do something really fucking stupid like have abraham show up um i hope not i hope that was a red herring from him his tweets and then the whole proctor's going to houston where abraham was from so that's why everyone's speculating it's gonna be him now. right i don't know what do you guys think were you satisfied with this ending or i enjoyed it yeah i did too you yeah, know, I, I didn't I, think I, it was bad. Yeah, I, I thought that we were going to get a few more moments to see others survived. But, you know, again, you know, I, I really have no doubt that Nick or Daniel or, you know, any of them were in the dire, dire straits to die after the damn blue. I felt that all of them were in position to survive, which means that the only reason why any of them will die is because – you know that no bad contract negotiations right. or they just don't care for right. the production staff yeah that that's the only reason why it's not because it was intended from this point right here yeah yeah i guess it was necessary for him to do it this way i mean we, they've ended with some pretty major cliffhangers before i mean we didn't know if daniel was alive right we didn't know if you know least thought luciana might show up again and hopefully she hasn't completely departed but i guess if they kill nick she won't be necessary. Um, it was nice to see her pop in for the fantasy sequence. Yeah, I want to see Nick come back and kill Maddie. <laughs> I do too. I think <laughs> I think they need to mine that now. They need to have like maybe Madison and Nick be at odds. Um, but it won't be Nick that kills Maddie. It would be Alicia. Mm. I mean, it, it makes sense that she's the one. She's the one that's got more issues with Maddie than than Nick ever had. 
Because, you know, the thing is, killed his boyfriend, man. She just killed the love of his life, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, she just just killed Nick's boyfriend. Yeah. That's what I said. The love of his life. Okay, I think he's delicious. (laughs) No, so. So, I don't know. I mean, Nick was obviously ready to die, so it wouldn't be out of, you know. But Nick is always ready to die. Yeah. Right. It's and Nick way. killed the love of Alicia's life, so we got a little three-way going here. Yeah. Alicia uh, has to kill someone now. Yeah, that wasn't really Nick's fault. Alicia's killed enough. Nick's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, still, it still all goes back to Maddie. I think we can still trace everything bad that ever happened back to Maddie. Yeah, just because uh, Troy was still alive. But, but apparently she's just going to keep getting away with it. You know, when I sit and I just think about how many people... They killed off in this show just for the sake of one person remaining on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And then just to kill them two episodes later. So <laughs> fucked up. Well, I got to think, I said, unless the first scene is, is the entire dam collapsing, which very well could be, and then Daniel and, and Nick going down with it, I, I really don't see. I think everybody's probably alive, um, at least. We'll be until the first episode. Um, Might have little splinter groups now. Maybe uh, Nick and Daniel are off somewhere. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what's the point of Proctor? Why would, would we follow Proctor to Houston if none of the, the main characters are with him? Um, unless they're going to, like, grab Maddie on the way down the river or something. But I really don't know where they're planning on going. But I would have liked a little more resolution as far as who is alive and who is not not just leave the whole thing to to leave that many people in peril I think you have to at least kill off some of them when you first come back um, yeah they can't all survive they shouldn't nobody uh, more than one or two people should not have survived that boat crash anyway I mean that they're just that stretches reality far too much that they would have all you know, survive the, the flooding. You know, oh my gosh! The I, flooded waters. When when they were getting sucked in, I started thinking about you know Marshall, Will, and Holly in the Land of the Lost. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that whole scene, that song might have to be in this podcast because yeah, that was exactly my my first thought too. Marshall, Will, and Holly on the routine expedition met the greatest earthquake. Literally, the theme song played in my head while that was going on. Now, a question was raised a couple times. I know on uh, some of the chat boards and and elsewhere, and I think on the Talking Dead, about Alicia being able to all of a sudden drive a Zodiac. And I was like, no, she she didn't. Didn't she do that before from the Abigail? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, there, I, I don't, I don't have any issue with her knowing how to sit there and turn a stick. No, yeah, really. In, in, in a boat, yeah. It's just no, yeah. Now they had to deal with boats enough, you know, little boats like that enough with the, from the Abigail. So that 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 made no sense to me. People were bitching about that. Well, I don't think he ever bitched about it on or off camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Um, as I said, I'm a little, little depressed about the ending here, but um, 
I'm more depressed about it changing creative hands because I thought they were really, really steaming along well this season, and I just I fear. No, <laughs> Scott, do you think you would have been depressed if you would have found out that it wasn't changing hands? Would you have been uh, still disappointed in the ending, more so or less so? I'm probably about the same a little bit, but I would have had the confidence that it was in the same, you know, that they had a plan for it. And now it feels now that it's just like we need to kind of erase, you know, erase the board and, and have everyone in this state of limbo. And then we can do whatever we want with them next season, you know, when we get things figured out. But I mean, right. the, but, and I've read some of the, the departing producer's plans, and actually one of his plans was to have like Maddie be the ultimate survivor of everything, which doesn't make me happy because I think she needs to go. Or actually, he was going to turn her into a Negan type villain, which makes the most sense. And that and does should, make more sense. And they should still yeah. go that way, but they should, there has to be some kind of retribution for it. As you said, like, you know, Nick should like be her main opposition or something and end up taking her out. Uh, right, or Alicia. Yeah. Something. I mean, Maddie has been a villain for a while. There's no turning her into one necessary. <laughs> you know, she's she's all about doing whatever it takes uh, to survive, um, and and she makes some really bad decisions to do that occasionally. Um, if if they just write her smarter, I'll, I'll be back on board with the whole Maddie being alive thing. But Strand has got to get got. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, the betrayal uh, that didn't feel good to me. No. That that Nick let him go. Um he he's fucked them up too much. And you know, there's there's one thing to be said about, you know, letting your mother escape, but who the fuck is this guy really? He's been nothing but he, he basically almost got them all killed. Um because he prom like his mother, you know, Strand trucking promises shit he doesn't know if he can deliver on or not and, and people get mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> so Hmm. And he's done this before with the Proctor. That's how he wound up on the fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, again, it, it strains my credibility that, that someone hasn't kept uh, a strand yet anywhere along the line. It just, I would have blown his head off, like, a long time ago, and I'm a pacifist, so. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I, you know, as, again, I'm not going to start watching, but I, I hope that Gimple treats it well and and maybe realizes that it was a better show than the one he's producing uh, in a lot of ways, and that they continue that trend. And I think if you're just going to do a cheap publicity stunt to get ratings, you should just let it go. You should just let it die. I just I don't see how that's really going to fix things. I don't think a lot of people jump on the Fear the Walking Dead bandwagon just because Abraham shows up or something. I think no. it's a pointless gesture. But if it works and gets us some more good seasons, and I'll change my tune and I'll praise them for it. But I just don't really see it bringing that many more people into it. You know. So. Right. No, that all makes perfect sense. I, I happen to agree with you completely. 
Yeah. Now just to wait to see what happens next season and which way they're truly going to take it, what we have to look forward to, what's going to just kill us while well, we're I mean, watching it. I guess it's all what the audience, you know, can tolerate or, you know, I'm, I'm being very subjective, obviously, that I don't give a fuck about most of the characters on the other show's backstory if they're going to do, you know, that part of it. I don't really care what... Abraham did before he got his head squished. You know, they showed us enough over in the other show. They showed us just enough of his backstory. He's a fucking one-dimensional character anyway. I mean, and it just seems pointless to to try to flesh him out when we already know how his story ends. But, I mean, that's the only way they can do it and still have everything be a surprise. You know, as we've all said, that if, if we take a character from this show and put it on the other one, that that takes all the risk away from any, them anyway, but they've already done that with Magic Maddie. I mean, she can get out of fucking anything, so... And Strand, too, at this point, so... Yeah. So it's just like, there's no... They're already falling into the rut of, we know what characters are never going to get killed on this show, and I think they need to shake that up. <laughs> you know? I think we all knew Troy was probably exiting this season one way or another, Again, I'm a little disappointed it wasn't Daniel who got to drop the hammer on him, but <laughs> literally and figuratively, uh, I think Daniel would have done it a little more painfully. <laughs> would have, like, shot him in a kneecap and then another kneecap and maybe the balls and, you know, work your way up. Uh, <laughs> that's how I would have done it anyway. And I'm a no, no, he actually probably would have enjoyed it. It would have been better to ask him things nicely in Spanish. I think that would have caused him more physical pain. Right, yeah. Yeah, I want to see him lock a door on Troy and padlock and be like, we're going to have a little chat about what happened to my daughter. <laughs> and we're not going to do it the nice way. I'm not even going to give you that option. We're going right for, like, skinning you. <laughs> but, as they say, it is what it is. It's been a fun season chatting with you guys. Um, overall, Same here. I, Definitely give the, the season a strong B plus, if not A minus. I, I enjoyed most of it. So let's hope the flagship show can continue that trend. Well, the flagship show is going to have war, which means hopefully there won't be such you know decompressed episodes like they like they had a lot of. Yeah, it um, should be. Yeah, I saw an interview with uh, Nicotero recently. Said they're going to be. Uh, Tightening that up a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it should be pretty hard to fuck up this next season of Walking Dead. I mean, it should be all-out action, all-out battle. They still have these layered-on episodes, and they did it here, too, where you basically would get an episode where a lot of stuff happens to a certain number of characters, and then the next episode is what's going on with other characters at the same time. Yeah. And so you're, you're you're like you wanted to wait 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 what happened here and they they move on to the other thing and I always I really hate that yeah, I mean I, I can understand doing that but man I hate that it works if you do it right and you don't split people up too much but I mean right. again we're gonna probably start out next season with everybody split up again um, and yeah, but they'll magically that, come together <laughs> yeah that's a that's a trope they need to, to get away from a little bit on both shows and um, you know they've kept most of the group together on on the other show lately but and they will have to out of necessity this coming season but yeah i don't want them to fall into that rut where we have to go like you know five different solo stories and then they get back together at the end of the 
you know, I was a little upset with, I said last week that I was hoping that Alicia wouldn't even ever have to show up at the dam again, but they just conveniently kind of plopped her back, you know, threw her in the toilet bowl <laughs> and uh, let her spin home. And uh, I kind of wish they hadn't. Um, would have rather just see her and Diana go off to the cabin, um, which is maybe where That would have been really cool. And uh, where mm-hmm. the fuck is Diana at this point? I mean, did they even really... She just, they fixed her and... They, they just faded her out at the yeah, end, yeah. and we don't know what the hell happened she, to her. Just hanging out at the uh, the trading post, so uh, East yep. West Coast Michonne is probably not going to be with us again, uh, <laughs> which kind of stinks, because I thought she was a really strong character. I did, too. I liked her. Mm-hmm. But, so... Who knows? I, I'm going to make, like, no predictions because I just really have no clue. Um, I just hope to see the people I like back and the people I don't to go away. <laughs> I hope that they're able to bring them all back together as a group, though. I, I really wish that they would stay a group, not go off on their own kind of thing. You know, Alicia, yeah, because I really like her story, her her story and her backstory and how they're developing the character or how they were. But to send them all off on their own right now, I, I think that that would just be pretty tragic at this point. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what they were saying about the, the Walking Dead character showing up over there, wouldn't it make more sense for it to be Rosita? I, I, I would actually enjoy that story. I, I I think her backstory would be more interesting than seeing Abraham's. I guess you could you could eventually throw everyone. You know, if you want to go that way, you could eventually have her meet up with Abraham and Eugene. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, don't know. It, it, I, I love Abraham, but again, my my biggest contention is that he's too comicy for for this show. They've they've kept this one a little more grounded. As far as the the people feel a little more real to me, and and Abraham just is like a comic relief, you know. That's what you use him for, and I just I don't I don't see it helping this show at all. I think it would hurt it. Yeah, yeah. Ain't up mm. to me though, but yeah, they will incur my wrath if they do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gimple, hope you're listening. Uh, don't fuck up my favorite Walking Dead show, please. If you, if you can save it and get it going a couple more seasons, I, I will forgive you, but only if you do it right. Well, as I understand, they are listening. <laughs> yeah, they must. <laughs> they, they keep matching our predictions week to week, <laughs> for the most part. Speaking of which, if they are listening, there's a couple types of deaths that we need to see. Okay. I mean, there are so many weapons out there that they should be using. I would really like to see someone, you know, making use of, like, a mace or a halberd. Yeah. You know, so, some real nice Dungeons & Dragons type weapons. I mean, we got the pickaxe, we got the samurai sword. Mm, those are a nice start, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. A, a nice throwing hammer. That would be great, you know? I I'm just saying. Ezekiel doesn't have a huge-ass sword that he carries around. That would make more sense to me, but... I guess that would, like, step on Michonne's toes a bit too much. Well, I know. And for Ezekiel, you know, I, I think he likes the sta- the idea of the staff because you can quickly whip that around and everything. When you start yeah. putting stuff on the end that adds weight to it, then you get balance issues and whatnot. No, that makes sense. 
And it, he's got it, a plus three tiger of mauling anyway, so I mean, <laughs> what does he yeah. need weapons for? <laughs> and he can use the word capricious in the middle of battle. <laughs> so, <is>. yeah. <laughs> and he use it accurately. <laughs> so. Capricious oh, malevolence must end. <laughs> Again, though, I'll state that he just needs to tone back the Renfair talk, talk just a little bit. <laughs> Especially when he's barking orders. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Uh, looking forward to next week, obviously, and hopefully it's 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 mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, I might have to go back and read my All Out War in the comics this week to prepare myself. But uh, we're we are in a a nice age again of uh, good TV all around. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, we what we had the Flash last night and, uh, yeah, Legends tomorrow. But that, I, don't, I don't know if you feel as much about that as you, as you might about the Flash. But uh, also a, a, a good show that we've been watching on HBO is The Deuce. Oh, I saw the first three episodes. Yeah, that was yeah. It doesn't pull any punches, does it, man? I, no, it doesn't. I, I, no, it doesn't. I, I, I admit, I never thought I'd see Maggie... Hall take a fake cum shot to the face. Um, <laughs> so that's something I needed in my life, but uh, bravo for them going there. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> Good old Viking yeah. porn. <laughs> yeah, that, that show looks like it's going to get crazier and crazier. Damn, yeah. I just like all the pimp wisdom. Yeah, I know. There are some great pimps in that show. Yes. <laughs> it's just dripping with fucking great 70s goodness. And, like, a whole shitload of the, the Wire cast is back for it. So it's it's a David Simon thing, isn't it? Uh, let me see here. You know, there's one character on there that was really funny because uh, this is a guy that is making the he's, – he's one that's actually filming pornos. Mm-hmm. And he and Maggie Gyllenhaal struck up a, a business relationship where they're, you know, filming those. And this guy, uh, it's David Crumholtz, who he was on Numbers and go all the way back to Adam's Family Values. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was always this little kid. You know, back in the day, he was, you know, just this little kid that, that did all this stuff as a kid actor. He was also in the Santa Claus. He was like the, the head elf. Okay. So he's a recognizable face. And here he basically has put on enough weight to be Ron Jeremy's little brother. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely is creepy. Yeah, I got to download they- more of those. How, how many episodes are they up to now? I'm at, what six or seven? Uh, 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 maybe five or six, something like that. I got the first three under my belt, so I got to search out some more ones. So many TV yeah. shows to watch these days. Oh my god! Yeah, episode six was uh, Sunday. So that's uh, a that's awesome. fun. That's a fun I, I love the fall. Yeah, and then James James Franco playing two different roles on there too. Yeah, that's pretty neat, too. Uh, and he's hooked up with the mob. Yeah. We're getting hooked up with the mob. And uh, that's, you know, it's just one of those. He's the, supposed to be like the one good guy, the, the one honest guy around there. 
Yeah, well, and that's why the mob wants them. <laughs> sure, that won't last. Yeah, but no, they got a really, really good cast on there, and it's surprising because um, uh, Bob is on there as a cop. Bob tainted me. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah see, he was in the wire too. Originally, yeah, so. and so yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a pretty cool show, but you know, it, it it definitely doesn't make anything glamorous at all. It makes it dirty. It makes yeah. it grimy. Yeah, yeah. It, be. it looks pretty accurate. For, well, David Simon doesn't fuck around with accuracy. That's why the wires considered one of the best shows ever made. It's just he he doesn't mind. You know, getting his, that's why he does shit on HBO too, so he can do whatever needs to be done. <laughs> and, and a quick, a quick uh, left turn here on Discovery, dropping the F bomb. Yeah, I don't even know if I can get into that right now. <laughs> that's another hour of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that- a, no, sir, I don't like it. Let's just leave it at that. Um, didn't bother me at all. In fact, is that, didn't we laugh our, our butts off when that happened, babe? I mean, it was just felt yeah. so forced. And I, I had, I will add one thing. I had, I thought that that character that said that, the redheaded girl, I, I, I thought for sure in the first episode they were going to red shirt her for having red hair. I thought like, oh, this is awesome. They're going to red shirt the redhead, and she's going to be done. But they didn't. That's how I would have wrote it anyway. <laughs> just a little inside wink. You know, oh, not a red shirt, but a red head. She's got to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, still fingers crossed for that, because she's definitely not my... She's probably my least favorite character on that show so far. I am enjoying it, generally. Yeah. I, I, I didn't well, think I knew that was you necessary. Would. I just... I. I think the I, I'm I'm not saying I don't think the F word is still used in the 23rd century. It just felt really forced, and it's felt it's the classic Ian Malcolm. It's like just because you could do it doesn't mean that you should. Um, it it just seems spark. since that we you know the thing is we got one S bomb in Star Trek in you know after what uh, 30 years of Trek yeah. And you know, then we get to this, and all of a sudden we're getting an f bomb. It's all it's like an anachronism, you know. It's just you know you you just don't expect it. But no, then again, like the, the you know, Beastie Boys showing up in the friggin' new Star Trek movies. I wasn't a real fan of that either. You know, hmm. uh, I do love the Beastie Boys, but I just oh, but that, that doesn't belong in the twenty third. I'd love to think the B Boys are going to be that significant in the twenty third century, but. Well, apparently everything from the 20th and 21st century is significant in the future of the Orville. Yeah. Because they just, they're throwing every pop culture reference they yeah. can today. Well, that's, that's why I'm not a fan of McFarland stuff either. I haven't even started. I, Honeywell's on me to, to check that out, and I probably will eventually. We're, we're enjoying it. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, we're enjoying it. And, and Tyrese is on there, of course. Um, yeah. But he's playing the wife of, a, of one of the other characters. The wife of a main character, so it's um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so much TV, Crazy. so little time. I haven't even caught up on my, my legends this week yet, and I've arrowed a night. And, oh my god! So I got to go download that. Um, coming up next week, we will be starting our our regular Walking Dead coverage once again. And hopefully, y'all will still join me for that. Are we doing episode by episode, or? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll continue this weekly thing. And I will be, uh, I've got a new uh, poem 
uh, chosen for for the uh, for the opening um, credits of our show. As you know, we did a little uh, little Byron. Or was it? Wait, no, it's Shelley. Um, uh, Ozymandias uh, was our poem mm-hmm. this time around. I don't know if y'all at home are enjoying that or not, but it's my thing now, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and I've decided our next poem is going to be in honor of the all-out war, uh, when a good man goes to war, the Dr. He Who speech. So I'm going to try my vocal talents on that one. And uh, hopefully that's not crossing the streams too much for our Hutu freaks folks that I use some Dr. Who in our Walking Dead show, but it's happening, so fucking sue me. Um, <laughs> I've got the same demands of court lawyers y'all do, so come at me, bitches. Uh, <laughs> shall we wrap it, kids? Because I've got some Arrow to watch and some other things. Yeah, I'm all good. Said everything I wanted to say. All right, that's a wrap on another Fear the Walking uh, Dead season for Fear the Walking Dead cast for Mike Sumo. Beth and Brian Hughes, thank you folks for keeping on doing this with me. Professor Allen, we are dragging you on the first uh, episode of Walking Dead, so be prepared. Um, it's happening. I will find out where you live and and duct tape you to a microphone if I have to, because we missed you. We need yep. your input, man. Yeah. Stop educating our youth and come do our silly hobby with us. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Got to give a shout out to uh, David Pascarella, Gene Hendricks, and Alan Middleton, our, our three confirmed listeners. Uh, so thank you guys. Gene chimed in on, on our Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page. Um, and, and said he's enjoying the show. And he also doesn't watch it like David, uh, but he enjoys our silly calling out of stupid characters, apparently, which we intend to keep doing ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> they just seem to keep giving us ammunition so we might as well keep shooting those those critical guns alright folks for Fear the Walking Dead cast I'm Scott adios we'll be back bye now bye. adios you've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks internet radio network we've come so far we follow the stars and said bring me word take the Gary Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Uh, that was a fun!